Hello and welcome back to Littlest Petcast. I am your host James, and today we are going over the episode Feud for Thought. And it begins with Mrs. Trombley playing a game on a portable gaming device of some sort, and asking her character, Captain Quackers, to defeat those cheesy mice. But in the end, the cheesy mice get the better of her, and she vents her frustrations with those cheesy mice and how they vex her. And then two angry-looking Australian dudes come in with trees and are just mad at each other. And Mrs. Tomley says that uh, she's expecting the two because their wife's called earlier. And they are Mr. Coyfield and Mr. McHat. They set their trees down and then two koalas pop out of them. And they also start staring each other down. Mrs. Trombley refers to the two of them as Whiskers and Sideburns. Coyfield and McCat stare each other down and leave, and Mrs. Trombley wishes them good time at the family reunion. So, backing up a little bit here, uh, this is this is very obviously based on the Hatfields and the McCoys, and like the whole idea of them is that they're two families that fought with each other. However, however, I did some research. There was a McCoy and a Hatfield that uh um got together and had a daughter. So maybe in this universe it's continued through that. And also, maybe Mrs. Trombley doesn't know exactly the Coyfield and McHat situation either because this was a southern United States thing. And Mrs. Trombley wasn't allowed down there for a while and she probably doesn't have that much of a drive to go down there because she's taking care of a shop now. It's, it's this whole thing. And, um... And they're also Australian now, which is, I guess, why they have koalas. Um, I don't know. Maybe the family extended to Australia. Like the whole, like the amount of rewritten history here is dramatic. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's. It's weird. Also, uh, another interesting fact I want to point out is that on the Hatfield-McCoy feud page on Wikipedia, under the media section, the My Little Pony episode is mentioned first, despite that coming out over a year later. The Hand That Feeds. In full swing. So, in the pet shop, we see that the pets are playing with each other. Mrs. T walks in and introduces Whiskers and Sideburns. And when uh, Whiskers and Sideburns start fighting, they are shocked. So, upstairs, Blaith is talking to her friends via Skype about their trip to the dock this year so at least 
a year has passed, making Blythe 14, which seems reasonable. Although it seems like a bit more than a year, because I think this amusement park is the one they went to last year, or they were talking about going in Summertime Blues, and eventually went to during the course of, uh, well, after uh, Missing Blythe. And at least six months had passed since the beginning of the show and, like, Summertime Blues and Missing Blythe. Like, man, this timeline is hard to follow, but I think we get a good grasp of it. I don't want to say it was like... hmm. Okay, so if it's summer again here, uh, let's see. So Blythe uh, moves and goes to new school in in September of let's say 2012, and then in uh, March of 2013 was uh, a what's in the batter and then the end of the school year was uh summertime blues and then summer was uh missing blythe up to a point i don't know what point that would be though but apparently it's summer again so uh school like we know school happened because of like things like you know, uh, like two pets for two pests, uh, like uh, uh, the secret recipe and other previous episodes. But so, so like a year and three quarters of a year have passed. So like between like in three and a half seasons, we've had one, almost two years. Okay, I think we've got it. So we just we just need to figure out when the school started. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, I'm I'm gonna pause it right now. See if I can't find anything. All I found was more confusion, cause like. Well, because A, Wikipedia lists them in air date order, not Netflix order, which is the order I'm going in for this. And it also is odd because, uh, like, the winter 2013 happened or 2012. It's... It's hard to figure out what the timeline is and like where where the timeline just like progresses naturally and where the timeline slows down and speeds up like 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 you know when that 70s show was like originally being made they were planning on four seasons with a uh, 76 77 taking like the first season and that pattern continuing until Heading to 1980, but then it got renewed for up to eight seasons, and they had to like 
stretch out how long uh, certain years were and when things take place. And this whole notion of a timeline gets thrown out, like, really badly. And it's just so weird to think, like, I don't think it's that bad, but there's, like, there's places where, like, the the first instance of, like, school being introduced as a thing after Missing Blythe that I can remember is Sweet Pepper. There might be an earlier example, but I don't remember it. So, whatever the timeline is at this point, uh, it's peculiar. Oh boy, I really got off on that. Anyway, so Blaith then asks when it opens, and Sue says that uh, opening time is at 9. And Blaith wants to go on the roller coaster as soon as they get there. Youngmi also wants to hit up the arcade before it gets crowded as well. So, so going from one rant to another, hopefully smaller rant. Like, aren't arcades built to be crowded? Kind of. Like, not too crowded, which I guess is what they're fearing. But, like, for a big amusement park type thing, like, crowding the arcade to the point of it being uncomfortable or for there to be painfully long lines should be relatively hard because there should be, like, a lot of things. I mean, if Young Me mentioned a specific cabinet she wanted to go to then I can believe that that would be crowded because I could believe that that game would be popular. I would love to see young me, like, try her hand at a fighting game against this dude bro who thinks he has it all. That's just me wandering off in thought, but come on, admit it. You would want to see that. And young me just, like, beats the crap out of him in that fighting game oh man it's i i love stories like that it's like the overconfidence leading into the downfall uh so beautifully poetic uh anyway blythe wants to win a plushy octopus this year And Jasper lists all the food he wants to eat, and Sue asks him about last year. Jasper says he remembers and has apologized several times, and he can't help it if he has a tender tummy, which I think they're implying that Jasper threw up on Sue. I think that's what they're going for. And then Blythe says that he shouldn't just eat all of the fried dough variants in ten minutes of... Arriving, which is a fair point. Blythe hangs up and says that they'll see each other at school. So it's not summer yet, but it's still warm enough for 
an amusement park to open up. So maybe it's been just a year and a half. Oh, this time stuff is complicated. Anyway, this scene also has Blaith folding shirts with the pet's faces on them. And she looks at Vinny's shirt and it has an unflattering face of him on it. And he's like, yeah, not my uh, best design. So at the pet shop, the pets are concerned about the fighting koalas. And Penny tries to introduce everyone to calm them down. But she gets caught in the middle of the conflict. And then Whiskers and Sideburns take out Chalk and draw a dividing line down the middle of the play area. They say who they are, and they say that they are enemies. They also state that the line divides them, and that uh, like anyone on one line is now enemies with the people on the other side of the line, because they're siding with the enemy. And Zoe, Minka, Russell, and Vinny are on Whiskers' side, and Sunil Pepper and Penny are on Sideburns' side. Pepper starts laughing at the idea, and then so does everyone. But Whiskers and Sideburns yell at them, saying that this is serious, and there'll be no fraternizing with the enemy, which shocks everyone. And at school, Blythe and friends are leaving class and comparing test grades. Sue says she got a B. And then Blaith says she got a B plus and then goes into a long-winded explanation about what grade she thought she was going to get. And it kind of throws Sue through a loop and just, you know, reiterates that Blaith got a B plus. And then Young Me says that she got an A minus and says her parents don't mind what grade she gets as long as it begins with an A. First... That is somewhat cruel for reasons I don't think I need to explain. Second off, uh, I hear a whistle blowing, and that can only mean we are back at Casual Racism Station, because this is some casually racist racism. (laughs) I know parents want the best from their children, but it is, like, a stereotype that Asian parents demand the best of their children. And, like, that that also goes into the stereotype of Asians are good at math and Asians are only good at math. It's a... It's a aimingly endless cycle, but I hope we can put an end to it calling out even the most minor of details like this because this is this is some garbage like i mean as much as i like the show like it, it's not the best when it comes to stuff like this and like it's really dumb third young me has parents why, why did aunt christy drive her to the bear cave why don't we see her parents Maybe it's because of that somewhat abusive streak they have going about demanding the best from their child. Like, it's dumb. This whole thing is dumb. Like, why do we only see Aunt Christy throughout the show? Like, where where are Mr. and Mrs. Sung? Uh, anyway... 
Jasper says he didn't ace it, but are you sure someone did worse than he did? And almost as if on cue, uh, Whitney and Brittany show up, but there seems to be a bit of trouble because Whitney is upset that Brittany scored higher on a test. Whitney flat out failed while Brittany got a D minus. They get mad at each other and Whitney says to go hang out with the smart kids. When asked, Whitney points and it just so happens that some actual dude bros pass by and they would like it if they were to pointing at them for a few reasons, I imagine. But Whitney pushes them out of the way and points to Blythe and friends. They all try to run and smash into each other. And I like, Brittany's like, maybe I will hang out with them. Uh, the friends agree to just try and make a break for it. But Brittany, who still has her power of teleporting, teleports over to them. And Blythe nervously asks what's up. Brittany says that because she got a better grade, that makes her smart. So she has to hang out with the smart kids. Blythe tries to escape, but Brittany, also having a newfound stretching power... Uh, grabs Blythe and says that she and her friends are the smart kids she's hanging out with, which is harrowing for the four of them. So at the pet shop, Russell is trying to douse the flames of the koala's feud, but he is on both sides of the line, which causes Whiskers to drag him back into the line. Whiskers says that it's unfortunate that their friends chose in big air quotes, to side themselves with a master criminal. Vinny says that that is cool, but is then corrected by Whiskers. Sideburn says that the other side doesn't know that Whiskers is a liar and a cheater. Sunil says that he knows all of those are bad things, and because of that, Sideburns takes a liking to Sunil and gives him the title of Watch Captain. Sunil says he needs a new hat and then fantasizes about getting a new hat. There are, like, a lot of military-style hats he goes through. Some are, like, the regular military kind. But then there's, like, like a knight's helmet, a Roman warrior helmet, stuff like that, and... Then, uh, he sees a Russian hat, like, like a Russian hat. I don't know how to say it other than that. And he puts it on and he thinks that's the best hat that suits the job. It then starts yelling at him. And then we go back to reality where the hat is actually sideburns. And he says... There will be no fantasies featuring me as a hat in this koala's army. Understood? Sunil says yes. And Whisker says that he's also going to appoint a watch captain. Vinny desperately wants the job, and Zoe and Russell flat out reject the offer. Minka says yes, I mean no. And then uh, Vinny, desperately wanting it, jumps into Whiskers' face. And Whiskers asks if he's up for it, and Vinny says yes. 
Minutes later, Whiskers asks if Vinny doesn't know what a watch captain is, and then we pan over and we see Vinny ducked down in a series of watches, and Russell says, nuh-uh, in Whiskers' accent, and then in his own to save face. So, Brittany is hanging out with Blythe and her friends, complaining about how hard it is to be smart. Blythe and her friends don't want anything to do with her and are just drained by her presence. And Brittany also constantly antagonizes them on their appearance and their hygiene and she doesn't know what young me's name is and oh this whole thing is just uh and then like 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 they are in the hall and like in yeah, at lunch and then in science while complaining about following rules and saying that her dad says if you can't use it out of the box, you shouldn't use it at all. Brittany stirs up some chemicals and it explodes on Jasper's face. And then it becomes sentient. There is a literal sentient blob existing now in the school, in Downtown City. And, like, not to, like actually behold a marvel of science but to downplay it a marvel of science she created but i don't know if she could recreate it because you know that's how science works you have to test it over and over again to see if you can create it again says that science is gross and like Meanwhile, like, throughout all of this, we see Whitney in the background being a bit sad. So, back at the pet shop, the pets are staring each other down, and Vinny and Sunil are on watch. Russell and Pepper are staring at each other, and Pepper releases a stench, which causes Russell to blink. Pepper declares victory, and the rest of the pets kind of laugh about this. Because it's still rival-y, but it's also playfully at this point so in the school library we see a bunch of students and actually a pregnant librarian good for her just an interesting detail so just just wanted to point that out you know i think that's actually the second pregnant person we've seen in uh the show so you know cool anyway so Blythe, Yangmi, and Sue are hiding in the library because they know that Brittany wouldn't be caught dead in here. But then Jasper comes in saying that he has some bad news. The others are concerned about Brittany following them, but Jasper says it's worse. He explains that Brittany found out that they are heading to the docks this weekend. With a little push from Blythe, Jasper explains that he was cornered at his locker and Brittany just would not stop talking. He just, he couldn't remember the sound of his own voice. And he cracked under the pressure and just blurted it out. They ask Blythe what to do and Blythe doesn't know. So at the pet shop, Penny wants everything to go back to normal. But then Sideburns gaslights Penny, saying that the pets on the other side called her weak and that they knew that she would fold under the pressure. And this puts Penny in the mood for a feud. And on the other side, 
Zoe wants to give up because her beauty supplies are on the other side. The others agree, but Whiskers also gaslights Zoe by saying that they intentionally took her supplies despite the fact that Whiskers and Sideburns were the one who drew the line with no worry about stocks or whatever. And that the other pets uh, know that Zoe would break under the pressure of not being able to pretty herself. And they also say that uh, she's hideous without her makeup. And this sets Zoe off and she goes like completely feral. You can see it in like her face and her voice. Man, she is ready to break someone. So the pets are more divided than ever. And then a few minutes later, we cut to the pets throwing food at each other in a battle. And an adorable note here is that Penny eats some in the midst of the conflict because it is kibble. And then Vinny and Sunil are challenging each other the hardest. And uh, Sunil gets covered in kibble, and as well as Vinny, assumingly, because they go into a fantasy. They are floating around on the moon, talking about how they are friends, and they don't know why they are fighting. They think to ask Blythe, and they agree that's a good idea, and then they decide to end this fantasy as there is no air. And then they start choking, but when they defantasize... They stop choking and say that they're okay. Blythe walks in, just completely drained from the day she's had, ignores the line, and also ignores Sunil and Vinny and sits down. Blythe says that she's had a rough day. Sunil and Vinny bug Blythe about what's been going on, and Blythe doesn't want to do anything about it because she's just so tired. But Sunil and Vinny promised it'll only take a few seconds. And because of this, Blythe agrees to hear them out. So they re-explain what's going on with the koalas and how they don't talk to each other and how they've divided everyone else. Blythe asks if there's a reason for the feud and Sunil says uh, they don't know. And Vinny also says that. So Blythe explains... That to solve the problem, you need to get to the reason of it and also get them to understand what brought them together in the first place. They say it'll work on friends, cousins, and then has a realization. Or sisters! And Vinny says, I don't think they're sisters. <laughs> Blythe thinks to use this idea on the biscuits, so she calls her friends and informs them of the new plan to get the biscuits back together. The plan is to reinforce their hatred of Blythe. So, at the park, Blythe and her friends are preparing to reunite the biscuits. Or should I say, get them back into each other's hearts. That's right! This is another Phantom Santa mission, and I am always down for some Phantom Santaing. So, Jasper asks if Blythe is ready to put her dignity on the line for the safety of their trip. Blythe says, oh gosh, now that you've worded this way, I'm not sure. 
and then says JK and tells everyone to get ready. She is determined. I can feel the purified biscuit just igniting in her to reunite the actual biscuits. So we're going to get it into a little bit of that later. Just, just let, let's, let's keep the plan in motion. Everyone else scrambles and the biscuits, having received Blythe's texts to them, approach. And uh, they begin to interrogate Blythe about what they're doing here and why they were called here. Blythe is like, those good questions, and then indicates for the plan to be set in motion. Sue slides a skateboard down, but it's not enough. So Blythe tries to grab it, but it goes back further. But then she actually grabs it, and then starts zipping around, seemingly out of control. However... I believe she has some possibility of control because of the purified biscuit, and she's fighting for her friends to not be stuck in this agony anymore. So she has control of the skateboard, and she's making it look like she doesn't have control. And that's when Phase 2 gets put into action by Jasper, who has an RC truck with a plank up, and then sets it at a little X where they marked it for this, so that uh, Blythe can control it to go up into the air, launching her. And uh, the twins are laughing intermittently with each other, but they still want to ignore each other. And then Blythe's trip through the air goes to phase three, young me, in position, by the dumpster. She opens it up, and then when she realizes that Blythe is going to be a bit short, she pushes the dumpster so that the dumpster will catch her. And this makes the twins burst out into laughter and reunite. So, I know what you're thinking at this point, probably, maybe, I don't know even though I just said I did. So, the question I think is on your mind is why does Brittany retain her nasty attitude throughout her separation if being together gives them their bad attitude and their powers? Well, I have an answer. I actually have a few answers. First, I sort of think that maybe Cashmere and Velvet may have improved their powers by being like them and with them. So they kind of have a longer charge. Secondly, Whitney was always close by. Close enough by. Third, they were fueled by anger at each other. So they're still connected through their hateful energy. It's just a different source. It's like changing the power it's going from uh alternating current to direct current or vice versa and finally uh britney wasn't in distress like whitney was in door jam she didn't see a reason to give up her powers and her niceness just to 
keep some sanity. She had her own sanity intact, and she was still in control. And she's also probably had her guard up since the door jammed incident. So the twins go back to making fun of Blythe's friends together. And in celebration, Blythe and her friends hug it out before realizing that Blythe was in a literal dumpster and covered in garbage. So back at the pet shop, Whiskers and Sideburns are still glaring at each other. And everyone else is sick of it. They demand they make up. And Zoe asks if they can remember what this feud was started by in the first place. They say of course they can. But when they start thinking about it, it's a bit harder. Whiskers asks if it was because I insisted that we were koala bears. And Sideburn said that it was scientifically impossible. Sideburn says that they looked it up online. To, so that's no problem. He thinks it's because he wanted to eat something other than eucalyptus leaves. Whiskers says that it wasn't that because they decided to eat pasta for a week and got sick like a dog. No offense. Zoe says none taken. And uh, they start laughing about how their stomachs can only handle eucalyptus leaves. But I don't think eating pasta for a week is like... I think that's a good way to get sick no matter what kind of animal you are. Whiskers then thinks it's because he wanted to watch his Mexican wrestling while Sideburns wants to watch his telenovelas. But Sideburns says they they worked out a viewing schedule and then says they don't remember why they were fighting and make up. Sunil proposes that nothing like this should happen to them ever again, which everyone agrees with, despite it actually happening to them earlier this season, but whatever. I mean, I guess it makes sense that they don't want to do it again. And then, a little later... Uh, at the front part of the pet shop, Mrs. Trombley notices how friendly the koalas are, as well as their owners who have come pick them up. And a few seconds of their niceness leads into both of them insisting the other use the door, and the feud starts up again. So at the dock, Blythe is gearing up to win that octopus plushie, but Jasper gasps, and we see Brittany alone, and soon everyone is afraid. <laughs> However, Brittany and Whitney creepily separate, and everyone is relieved. They say as much, and the biscuits self aggrandize by implying that they are better than everyone. Jasper mocks them, but Blythe repeats what they say, but with a positive spin on it, and wins her octopus first try, probably with some of that leftover purified biscuit. And they hug it out. And that ends the episode. Overall, I think this episode is a bit better than I remember it being. Uh, Namely, the B plot. The A plot with the koalas is actually a bit better than I thought it was. It does more fun stuff than I thought. But, like, I think the B plot's just a bit better on its own. There's just a bit more to it than that i guess it just goes back to the whole with or without pets thing but like i said both sides are fine they're they're enjoyable episodes and like the way they run together is really good 
And uh, I guess that's all I have to say about this episode. So that should be it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds. Go when uh, they don't like a member of their family and just need a break, whether it be cousins or pushy parents or a sister who got a better grade than you. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode Fish Out of Water. I shall see you then. Oh, one more thing. Uh, you might have noticed I did a bit more editing and putting some stuff in. Uh, I just want to ask what you all thought of that. And, you know, I plan to continue doing it either way, but I would like to hear from you. Thank you.